0: Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards.
1: I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing.
0: (laughs) Okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio.
1: I wouldn't know that only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, opium, flames dogs, <laughs> Pokemon, video games, fireflies.
0: Do you even know what those are?
1: Existentialist paintings.
0: How do you even know how to say that?
1: The sound of farts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics.
0: Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts, really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a wooden fatigue symbol Bida October Mont First Day outs with Monkasabu Hodon Fu Chitang GALI asparos
1: Oh scary
0: <laughs> and this
1: Oh impressive!
0: You can't deny this, though. Okay,
1: that's very cool.
0: Okay, Logan, so how much would you pay for that awesome audio?
1: 13.2 pesos?
0: There's no such thing as 0.2 pesos. 1,500
1: yen? 500 pinks? Republic credits.
0: That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to BattleBars.com, you sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium audio, but you can get a little something from us also. With the $10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album for free just for using that coupon code could it be any easier buy the 150 dollars and 300 packages not only do you get most of battle bards fantasy audio soundscapes music sound effects etc but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code mfgcast3 a full album for free for using a coupon code from us you're welcome.
1: I'll just buy that great audio right now. Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission before you buy. This is the MFG cast. Hi this is Tracy. This is Kurt. And we're here to do a review of the game Macroscope. The game is designed by Martin Nettergaard-Anderson and the art is by various artists published by Mayday Games. For ages 6 and up, approximate time is about 30 minutes and it's 2 to 6 players. The purpose of the game is to roll dice to find out which windows of the macroscope you can open to peek at the picture inside. The fewer windows you open before guessing the picture on the card, the more points you win. So if your guess is correct, you win points. If you guess incorrectly, you lose points. The game contents include yellow and blue crystals that serve as victory points during the game. The yellow ones count as one point and the blue ones count as ten. There are tokens, twelve tokens.
0: That go on the top of the macroscope to hide the various parts of the picture that you're revealing during the game.
1: And then there are 200 double-sided picture cards, which we'll talk about a little bit more, that get inserted into the macroscope for you to um, be able to play the game. You also receive two six-sided dice. You also receive the macroscope. Or the parts to the macroscope I should say. Yep. Which you have to assemble, which is actually pretty cool. Yep.
0: And pretty simple too.
1: Yes. A marker token guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's very technical term. He,
0: he kinda looks like he kinda looks like Willy Wonka or something. Yeah, it's an
1: from... old tiny guy. Yep. <laughs> which is used to um, to keep track of your rounds.
0: Yep, because there's ten rounds in every game.
1: Yep. And then of course the tracker and then the rules. Like I said, before you start the game, you have to build the macroscope, which is um, easy to build. I Actually, I shouldn't talk because I didn't build it. Kurt did. I worked on assembling all of the tokens um, that are used to cover up the various portions of the macroscope, like the top of it, to cover the pictures. But it's built of really thick cardboard.
0: Yeah, cardboard. Cardboard.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool.
0: Yep. The only problem I had with building this macroscope, and I think uh, it would be something that maybe I would include as a tip, tip for people that want to do this. What I would do is when it, when they tell you to put it together, they also have these little little screw parts that little screw cardboard bits that you kind of put in the sides and in the back. The ones on the sides stay, but the one in the back where the cards the cards kind of go inside and go towards the back, and that. That little screw part kind of actually keeps those together. Well, the tip I would say is that before you start this game, I would give it a few hours and I would actually take that little screw part in the back and I would glue it to the macroscope itself because we had some problems in the beginning when we first played it where we would get the, we would, you know, put all the cards to the back, but then the screw would kind of move a little bit. So then, as we were trying to get this microscope to pull out the pull out the sheets of paper to see what the piece, what the actual picture, um, picture was, it would kind of move. So I think that's a little tip there. If if you're willing to do that, is I think you should glue that part so then you don't have to worry about that kind of movement.
1: Yep, good idea. So let's get into the actual game. Like I talked about with the game contents, there are 200 double-sided picture cards. Each of the picture cards have arrows on them to show you basically which way you should be um, viewing the card as you're playing the game. Yep. The arrow should be um, pointing away from you.
0: Yep. So you're so they're at, at some point you could be turning this macroscope in different directions depending upon where the arrow is facing. Sometimes you'll have it vertically, sometimes you'll have it horizontally. Horizontally,
1: yep. yep. And so when you receive the game, of course, all the arrows are going to be on the same side of the picture cards, but just make sure you're watching how they move so that you're moving the macroscope the same way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: And here's another tip for you too, and Tracy is one one, one of the people that, or the person that pointed this out, is that a good idea is when you actually take the... When you take these pictures out after you've guessed them, and we'll kind of talk about it a little bit more. I know I it kind of feels like we're kind of jumping ahead, but once you take them out, don't look at the other side because they're double sided. Of course, they have another picture that you can use for you know continuing the game further. When we were going to put them in the box, Tracy had a good idea. She's like, "Well, why don't we make sure that all of the all of the sheets have the arrows on the same side, so then when we actually put them, you know, flip them on the other side eventually and put them in, they'll all be that same way, so then we don't have to fudge with them. So.
1: And we don't see the other pictures and whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Basically, what you're going to do is place your newly assembled macroscope in the center of the table, and you take that deck of cards and place it into the macroscope. And what they've done with the game is they've put a pizza um, picture card on the top so that you don't see any of the picture cards below it. And you're gonna put that on the top so that you can slide them in and you don't cheat, so to speak, not that you would, but it doesn't give away the um, pictures that are underneath it, you're gonna slide that in. Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna take the tokens um, and each of the tokens has numbers on them. They're labeled one through six. and I, there must be two of each. So two ones, two, twos. so, and then we'll get into that a little bit more. But basically, there's 12 holes on the top of the macroscope where these tokens basically sit on top. To start the game, basically what um, each player gets is two of those yellow crystals that we talked about for the game contents. Um, they start off with two of those, so they start off with two points. And there's no rule on who starts first, so whoever wants to be nice will start first. And then it play goes to the left as usual, so clockwise. And then you have your, um, your round tracker and your old-timey-guy marker <laughs> that you put out. Um, So basically, you're going to want to place the macroscope where everyone can see it. When we did it, we actually had it in front of ourselves, and we kind of were sliding it around carefully because otherwise you're all going to have to kind of hover over the top of it because Mm -hmm. you're not playing on a tiny table so that you're not all um, hovered around um, to look in the macroscope.
0: Plus, you have to be careful if you have a table table like ours and you're... Uh, like a uh, glass table like ours that we had in our porch and we were sliding it around and it made the world's most awful noise in the mm-hmm. whole wide world. Yeah, it
1: makes real really squeaky, <coughs> like nails uh, on a chalkboard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. be careful there. Yeah, Just forewarning. So basically what you're going to do is, whoever decides to go first, they're going to roll the dice and whatever they get for a roll, so let's say they get a one and a four. They're going to look at how the numbers are placed randomly on top of the macroscope. They get to choose one of those ones, because I said there were two two of each number, and one of those fours. And so first they're going to remove one of those numbers. And then they're going to look and see what portion of the picture is showing. Sometimes they're not even going to see anything, depending on what the picture is. They can choose to place a guess. Or have another player can make a guess if they want. If the other player wants to make a guess, or one of the other players, excuse me, wants to place a guess, they um have to pay whatever players. How do I want to say that? They have to pay that other player two yellow crystals yep, whoever, in order to place a guess.
0: Yep, whatever. Whoever the current player gets two crystals from the person, the other person that wants to guess.
1: Yes. It'd be pretty brave if they were placing when you pulled one token but you know hey, yeah that could happen. If that's the case and no one wants to um, place a bet, then they can pull the other number that they rolled.
0: Yeah or if they want to strategize is like Tracy had kind of uh, mentioned and then moved on. if you take that first number off of it you know for each die that you roll, you can take the number off. So the first one you take off, you can see if you if you don't want to make a guess, you can take a crystal. You can automatically after you after you've pulled that one number off, you don't have to go for that second die and pull up, pull up that second number. You can strategize and say, "You know what? There's not a lot here. Maybe eventually when the other person goes, that maybe they will pull something that, you know, maybe they won't know, but maybe I will know and then I can guess there. Like you don't want to give them, you know, the next person enough Chances for them to guess more. So that's an, another option for you.
1: Also, let's say you've kind of moved around the board a little bit. You're playing maybe only two players or something like that. And you roll a number that's isn't that's already been pulled off of the macro school. Then that number becomes wild. So let's say I rolled that four that I talked about. There are no more fours on there. I can use it as a wild. So I can pull whatever number I want. Mm-hmm. Which is... Nice too, and that will happen because you know, we know in games we have a tendency to roll the same numbers, so we keep rolling um, snake eyes or something like that. Eventually, there's going to be no more ones on yep. there. If you um, choose to pass that on, then you'd only collect one yellow crystal. If you pulled that other token off of there and no one placed a guess, you'd end up collecting two yellow crystals and then you'd pass it on to the next player.
0: Another thing, too, is if you're playing multiple players and multiple people want to make a guess when you don't guess, then it starts with the person that has the least amount of crystals. They can make the guess first, and then the next person can make their guess, but they can't make the same guess. So if that first person makes the correct guess and you know that it's the correct guess, you have to guess something else. And that's a good strategy or it could, be, could go against you to be like, okay, well, I have more tokens than this other person. We're both guessing. If they guess the right thing, I'm automatically out how many crystals because how many tokens are taken off there.
1: Well, it's actually how many tokens are left is how many they lose. Yeah. So, if they, so in that scenario that Kurt was talking about, whoever decides to guess, whether it's somebody who says, hey, I have a guess... And the other player says, Hey, I have a guess too. However, many tokens are still covering the macroscope is how many points that person who guessed it correctly gets, or how many crystals they get at the end of that turn. But on the other hand, that's how many um, that other person loses. So if you have a wrong guess, say, I'm guessing this is a leaf. Then, and it's not, then you're going to lose X amount of crystals, eight or however many are left on there. You've only pulled four tokens and there's eight left on there. Um, so, so that sinks too. If you don't have eight to lose, you just lose whatever you have left.
0: Yep. And another another thing that also sucks is if if you run out of crystals and you know somebody else's picture... You have to wait till it comes back to you because if you don't have any crystals, you can't make. You, if you don't have at least two crystals, you can't make a guess on someone else's picture.
1: Yep, but you can challenge um, somebody's. So let's say I was looking at the macroscope and I thought I knew what it was because it was my turn, and I wanted to place a guess. And I wanted to say I'm going to go back to this leaf example again. Um, I'm going to say it's a leaf, and Kurt wants to challenge me and say it's something else. He can put in two crystals, right? And he can challenge me. And then we go back. It goes back to however many are left on the macroscope covered when you pull it. The trick to that, too, is when you're going to pull the card out of there to look at what it is, make sure you're counting how many are still covered so you know how many points. Make sure you cover the other ones so that you're not exposing the picture card underneath. Yep. We always had to remind ourselves of that.
0: Yep. Make sure you're very careful when you're taking out these uh, sheets of paper to look at what the picture is and make sure you're not taking out the next one, you know, because, again, they're, they're, you know, you're, they're nice sheets of paper, but also they can get stick, stuck together just like anything.
1: Mm-hmm. And that you're not looking at the other side so that you can flip them over. Yep. Not that it's still going to be challenging if you saw what the picture was. Mm-hmm. So when you want to replay the game, even if you've made it through the whole stack, I think you're not going to remember because right away because you're rolling different dice every time. Yeah. So that's going to be a challenge. Basically, what you're going to be doing in the game then is you're going to be playing 10 rounds of this. So back and forth. A uh, round ends when somebody guesses um, the picture correctly. When the marker reaches 10, The game is finished. Well, actually, you play one final round, and then the game is done. And the player with the most um, crystals wins the game. All right, Kurt. So let's give our rating of macroscope. Our rating scales start with we love it, meaning we would play it all the time. It would be one of our first go-to games. We like it. Uh, We would play it if somebody wanted us to play it. It may not be the first choice that we'd have, but we don't mind playing it at all. Our next rating is, it's okay. We might play it every once in a while, but it wouldn't be our first choice. And lastly, we don't really care for it. Obviously, that kind of speaks for itself. It isn't really our cup of tea. So let's pick our ratings here and then kind of give a little bit of background why we chose that. I'll start. I guess my rating would be I like it. I think it is a good filler game. It has pieces of the game, I would say, where you do a lot of thinking. As you start taking off the tokens and start revealing portions of the pictures, you really start using, I would say, portions of your brain that you thought you wouldn't use before, which... You may not use in other filler type games, so I think that that's pretty cool. And I think I can't think of any games that are out there that are really like it necessarily. So I think that's kind of cool. So I think it's a good, good, quick game to bring to the table with friends, family, um, of all ages. What do you think, Kurt?
0: Let's be honest. If you don't like hidden picture games, you this is not going to be your game for you. But if that is your cup of tea, as Tracy would say, then this is the game for you. It's cheap. It's about 20 bucks reg. It's one of those that the art on it is not necessarily obvious. So a lot of times you can see something and think it's a flower and it could totally be an animal instead. So I kind of like that aspect because it gives you a little bit more of a challenge there. It, like Tracy said, it's it's quick fun. It's really easy to take the little spots out and, you know, see, either you see it or you don't for the most part. Um, sometimes you can take a wild guess, and I think sometimes that could actually ruin it. If you have somebody that's really willing to kind of screw the game over, that's one of the things that could really screw it over is if they just wanted to say it right away and ruin it for everybody else, That that could be a negative on it. But I like it. I think it's fun stuff, and it's something that I would enjoy, and I encourage you to play as well.
1: Cool. Well, that's our review of Macroscope. So based on our reviews, I think you should go out and grab the game and um, tell us what you think on Twitter, Facebook, our website, whatever it may be. Just don't throw tomatoes at us. All right. That's all we have for you today. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And this is the MFG cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.